Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Thank the Lord for his blessings today. Thank the Lord for his word. Praise God. I normally, with my normal way of preaching, I probably bring anywhere from 10 to 20 scriptures. We're going to start with one tonight. Sister Shelley, that doesn't mean I may give you something along the way. But I just gave the media one scripture, and this is it. From the book of Revelation, chapter 3, and verse number 20. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, if anyone, hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Read that again. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, Jesus said. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Tonight, my thought is this, the dinner invitation. Everybody say the dinner invitation. Lord, we love you today and we thank you, God, for your abundance. Lord, your blessings and your provision. You provide for our every need and we are so thankful, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have ready at our disposal. God, healing where there is needed. Rest when there it is needed. Peace when it is needed. Lord, whatever the, the need, oh God, you've got the ingredient to produce it and bring it to us. And we give you praise for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I don't know about you, but I love family dinners. I love family dinners. Relationships, they tell us, are built at a table quicker than they are built anywhere else. When you sit down and have a meal with the family, science and studies has revealed that communication skills are developed and learned at the table at family dinner time. Family identity is revealed at the dinner table. We find that nutrition benefits are at the dinner table because chances are you're not eating chicken nuggets. You're going to eat something better than that. 
It's going to be more nutritious, less junk. Somebody say, more nutritious, less junk. Studies have revealed that there are some really special benefits that come with a family that eats together. Development is boost in a child that eats at a family table. It improves mental health to eat at a family table. I know I'm talking to people that love the family table. I realize that we're not just going to babysit our kids with a, a, an iPad or an iPhone or an iTV while we're eating, but we're going, to, we're going to help our kids develop mentally because we're going to be sitting at the family table. Family bonds are put together at the family table. I'm so thankful for Tuesday nights because David and Grace and the girls come over to our house after church on Tuesday night, and Sister Gill fixes an awesome meal, and we have family time. Anybody like family dinner with your family? Like that? I know, I know that there are many of you that you have your own customs. Family bonds come together at the table. You get closer one with another, you tell stories at the table. And one of my greatest memories as a young boy was to sit at the table as I heard my dad and other preachers or whoever was there going to tell stories about life, about ministry, about miracles, about blessings. I used to really enjoy that privilege of being at the family table. They tell us in studies that science have done that grades improve when a child eats at a family table. There's a higher level of self-esteem for a child that eats at a family meal than a child that doesn't. Adolescents who participate in family meals have a more positive body image than a child that doesn't. There's a lower risk of substance abuse if you eat at a family dinner table. There's a lower risk of teen pregnancy for those that eat consistently at a family dinner table. There's a lower risk of depression in the family when you eat at the dinner table. There's a less likelihood for a, a, a child or a teenager or adolescent to have an eating disorder if their custom is to eat at the family table. There is a decrease of screen time when you eat at the family table. There's a decrease of risk of substance abuse all across the board, from smoking to drinking to drugs of any kind for children that have a normal family dinner table. There is even a lower risk of attempt of suicides among teens when they eat at the family dinner table. But we're living in a world where we got to rush here. We got to do this, and we got to be that, and we got to have this, and we got to be a part of that. And the family dinner table has become less and less valuable in their eyes. But family table meals, family dinner table talk, is essential in the progress 
of a child and an adult. It brings the family together. Jesus said to the church at Laodicea that we read in our scripture text, he is standing at the outside of this church and he says, I am knocking at the door. He said, I am knocking at the door. If anyone will hear my voice and open the door, he said, I will come in and I will sit down with you and we're going to have family dinner. We're going to have a meal together. Amen. Do you realize there's been more business deals done at a dinner table than perhaps any other place? The Bible is completely filled with stories of covenants that are made at the dinner table. Amen. That's why those of you that have, have heard the lesson about uh, the covenant of marriage, that's why we have a meal after the, the wedding is because it is to confirm the covenant, whether it's hors d'oeuvres, donuts, or a big meal. It is about confirming what was just done. Meals are important. Can I get an amen? amen. Anybody love your meals? Woo! I love a good steak. Sister Gill can flat cook a good steak in the, in the cast iron skillet. Not only is it good, but it smells the whole house up. And I get to mm, smell that for days. And, and hopefully she's cooked enough steak that I'll eat on it for days. I thank the Lord for a family table. I thank the Lord that he's provided for us an opportunity that we can sit at his table. Where we can sit where he said, if you will open the door, I will come in and I will sup with you. I'll have that word sup is literally where we get the word supper or dinner. He said, I want to have dinner with you. Not, 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 not that, that, that he won't be with us in breakfast and he don't want to be with us at lunch, but it's dinner where you sit down and you talk about things. It's dinner where conversation is, is going back and forth. It, it is at dinner he can sit down and tell me who I am. It is at dinner that I learn that he is greater than any substance that this world may have for me. It is at, is it, it's at dinner with him that I learn my identity, that I learn I can have peace in him, I can have help in him, and there's hope in him if I'll just sit down and have a meal with my Lord. But too often he is knocking at the door. He's on the outside, not on the inside. And we are just scurrying around. Amen. We hear the knocking, but we got to go turn off something that we're watching. Hold on, Jesus. I'll be right there. But let me go turn this off before I invite you in because you're not going to like what I'm watching. You're not going to like what I'm looking at. Hold on just a minute. I'm going to have to get off my phone. Here, here, give me a minute because you would not approve of who I'm talking to and what I'm talking about. And give me a minute because, and he is standing patiently knocking at your door saying, if you will open the door, that's all you got to do. Hear his voice. Open the door and let him come in. Hallelujah. I believe that we're living in a generation that needs to let the Lord come in and welcome him in. Pull the table back and say, you have a seat at my table. You have a place at my table. I want to provide the very best that I can for you, Lord. I want to get the best out. I'm not just getting some paper plates out no matter how expensive they are now. But I want to get the best out. 
Man, if you could feel this, this is about as thin as a paper. It's so beautiful. I feel a little bit self-conscious handling this. Thank you, Sister Peggy, for putting this together for us. But, but look, at, look isn't, that, isn't that beautiful? Can you see that? Jesus is coming to eat. I'm not putting out my second best. I'm going to put out my very best. He's coming. I'm going to make sure that I've got everything in order. I'm going to make sure that he is, he's, he's going to be what I need. And, and, and as a matter of fact, I'm not even providing the meal. He's bringing the meal with him. I'm just providing the atmosphere. I'm just setting the stage because he's going to come because I read in Scripture that he is the bread of heaven. I read in Scripture that he is the water that I never thirst from again. I read in scripture that he has my hope and I hope he brings me some hope meatloaf. I hope that he brings me some fried, good fried peace. I get a leg and a wing of some peace. Jesus stands on the outside of the Laodicean church and we talked about that and we preached on Laodicean. Go back and let us listen to that message if you want to know. Uh, a little bit more about Laodicea, but uh, he said, if any man hear my voice, don't be spiritually blind. Don't be under self-deception. Amen. We, uh, we put Jesus on the outside when we think we've got everything we need. Like the Laodiceans, we got everything we need. We don't need him. But I'm going to tell you in 23, I need Jesus at my table more than at any other time. I may have my bills paid. I may not need anything. I may have enough clothes in the closet and enough groceries in the refrigerator. But what I need is something that I need to feed on on the inside that the TV can't give you. That streaming some show won't provide it. But what it will do is that I can bring Jesus in and he's going to give me a feast yes, yeah. at dinner. Dinner. So he comes in. Whatever your favorite food is, see it sitting right here. Got a turkey? That's your, how many love turkey? Oh, how many love steak? Uh, how do I see a hand for some chicken? How's about some mashed potatoes and gravy? Mm, sweet potato and all the fixings that goes with it. Uh, everything. It, it, he's brought that to us and has given to us the supply. And he's coming to have supper. So he is knocking at the door. Come in, Jesus. I want you to come in. I've tried my best to set the atmosphere. I've done my best to be receptive. I'm not putting out some kind of cheap. Uh, uh, well, I got got. got I got the tablecloth and I've got the best that I can offer to you. Amen. He, he comes in and he brings what I need. And so I have him to sit down. I want to eat with you, Jesus. I want to know you better. I want to know who you are better. I want you to sit with me. Amen. And so it's time for supper. Supper is where they would linger where they would linger and they would, they would stay and the family talks and the, the family gets together and they're, they're talking about how was your day? What'd you do today? What'd you learn at school today? Bless the Lord if some of your kids are like some, well, you got to pull it out of them. You got to prime it out of them. But if you give them a piece of your, their favorite food, they might be quicker to talk about it. To, but, 
Jesus is coming and he's provided for us the very best. He's given to us the very best. And, and, and we want to sit down and have a meal with him, amen, and feast with him. But here's what we do a lot of times. Oh, we got, we got this meal. Look at this meal. Thank you, Lord. Look at this. And, and, and I know you want to talk to me, but here, Lord, I need, I need to take care of something right quick. This needs to go on my Instagram. And, and, and I want to put this... Uh, let me get my, my, my phone out here and I'm going to take a picture about this and, and, and give me a minute, Lord, and I'm going to go post this somewhere. I mean, let me put it on my Facebook page and I'll tell you about what, what a good meal that I had with the Lord. And, but, but Lord, I, I need to get it to go. I, I need to have me a to-go cup and I need to have a to-go plate because I got to go over here and tell somebody about my meal. I want to make sure that everybody knows on Facebook what a great meal I have before me that the Lord has provided. I want to make sure that everybody sees an Instagram. I've got my Bible app open. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I, 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 I'm going to say a pet peeve of mine. This is not right or wrong. It's just my, my, my feelings. And that is, go ahead and post your meals, but I may not like it. Because I really don't care what you ate. It doesn't matter to me what you got at your table. Because if you didn't invite me, it doesn't mean a lick to me. But if you invite me, I'm coming over. I want to see that. I want to see that barbecue. I want to see that steak. I want to see all that. I'm coming. Don't tell me you're barbecuing uh, uh, you some ribs and, and everything and put it out there for everybody to see. And don't invite me. But we do this with Jesus. Man, we had great church. And we're more concerned about posting about it than we are about eating it. We're more concerned about posting about something and, and telling everybody about it. When the Lord said, what I want you to do is consume it. It's an invitation not just to eat what I have for you, but I want to be with you. I want to talk to you. I want to hear what he has to say. So, sitting at the table, Lord, please excuse my water bottle, but I'll take care of that right now. Whew. Thank the Lord. Oh, I'm thirsty. I'll hide that. I'll get to that in a moment. Because you're here. I want to drink out of very best I can. You want to talk to me about prayer? Lord, you want to talk to me about my prayer life? How I can go deeper in prayer? Lord, it may hurt me a little bit, but I want to give you my best. I don't want to give you some kind of second rate, but I want to give you my best. Amen. If any man hear my voice... He said, and open the door, I will come in, and I will sup with them. Amen. The first thing I understand that when I sit down with Jesus, I better offer him excellence. I better offer him 
my best. The writer of Hebrews says that we're to offer the sacrifice of praise. Not just some kind of makeshift. Lord, you want to talk to me about my worship? You want to talk to me about, I want to give you my best. I'm going to offer to you my best. I'll even get my pinky up there and, and have some etiquette. And, and I want to make sure that I'm proper before you. But oh God, I want to offer your best. Not some cheap watered down worship that gives me God a little hand, pat, patty cake Pentecostal. Patty cake hand clap. But to say, oh God, here's my best. It may not be the best that you have. My best may not be your best. But it's going to be my best. I'm, I'm, I'm going. If I'm going to sit down with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, by all means, let me not waste His time. Jesus, I want to give you my best. All that you sacrifice to be with Jesus is worth it. All your sacrifice to get to church. Yea, verily on time is worth it. All your sacrifice getting to the prayer room when you have other things to do is worth it. All your sacrifice to lift your hands when you are exhausted and maybe do not have the physical strength to do it, but you get them up anyway. The Lord is saying, I see that. I see that sacrifice. I see what you're giving. Amen. I'm not just giving up to get a new truck. I'm not just giving up to get a new car. I'm not just sacrificing so I can get some kind of formal blessing of this world. I want to commune with Jesus. I want him to talk to me. I want him to, I want him to impart to me. Amen. It is not a waste when you give God your best. It is not a waste when you pour out the alabaster on the Lord and anoint him with the very best that you have. It's not a waste because you're going to hear something that will change your life. You will partake of some bread of heaven that will change your thinking. It's not a waste. Perhaps I need to be ready to spend all I have. Be spent with all I am that I can have dinner with Jesus. Whew. I watch these folks in these silent auctions going to have dinner with Peyton Manning. Thousands of dollars to have dinner with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning can carry on a great conversation, I'm sure. But I know someone that died and rose again. I know someone whose name can heal the leper. I know someone who opened blinded eyes, throw a pass, baloney. I know someone, amen, that, that rose again on the third day. I know someone, so I'm going to sit down with him very gladly. How many of you love going someplace, a restaurant, and it's set like a formal dining table? Anybody like to do that? Ooh. Praise God. You don't have to feel uncomfortable, but it can be. When you've got a fork here, a fork here, and a knife, then another knife and a spoon here, and then you got a spoon here, and then you got three glasses. I only need one that I'm supposed to drink from. I've got, I've got a bowl, and, and, and then I have another plate. 
You see, sometimes we're uncomfortable in his glory because we don't know the protocol. We don't know where the fork goes where and what spoon to eat when this happens. Can I tell you, you can even mess up on protocol when it comes to being with the Lord. He understands. But that doesn't mean that I'm just going to give him a cheap watered down version of me. But Lord, I want to learn what this scripture means. I want to learn what, 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 why is this this way and why is this that way and why, why, why Lord should I, I be like this? Because if I can have a meal with him, then everything else will be okay. So I need to give the Lord my very best. Give him your very best. Not some second rate after you've given everything a time, but give him the very best. So excellence is important when you have a meal with Jesus. Dinner with Jesus is also a time of intimacy. Knowing God, pursuing his holiness comes when you know him, amen, in a close, intimate manner like having a dinner with him. For Paul put it this way, we are all changed into his image from glory to glory. But if he's not sitting at my table, I can't learn that. Amen. If I've got this problem and that problem sitting at my table and everything around me, it may be even the devil shows up at the table. He showed up at, at the Passover with Jesus showed up, maybe the enemy comes in and he wants to ruin your meal. Oh, but I want to tell you today, I can say, get out of my table. Get out away from my table. You don't belong here. Amen. I've come here to know Jesus better. I've come here to have a meal with him. <clears throat> so I did a little research. Ball head sweating. You can see that. That's not really good for etiquette at a fine dining establishment, but I am what I am. Fine dining. Having a dinner invitation. You need to arrive on time. You need to arrive on time. Also, Come clean before to the table. Wash your hands. Anybody ever seen somebody leave a restroom in a restaurant and never wash their hands and you would just like to keep on walking out the door? This cat right here. Come clean. Come clean to the table. Wash. Be prepared. Get your best on. Get your best duds. There are some places that you can go and eat and you cannot even get in without a suit and a tie. Now, I'm, I'm all for this. The Lord says, come as you are, and yes, he can. But when I'm sitting down with the king, when I'm having a dinner with my Savior and my Lord, I want to give him my best, so I'm going to clean up before I get there. I'm not going to walk in his presence with old greasy hands because I've been messing with something, but I want to walk in his presence clean. Come before me clean is what he says. Who can come to the hill of the Lord? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. I want to come clean before him. They also say that it's good etiquette that you bring your best self to the table. You bring your best self. You ever gone to a dinner engagement and there's somebody that dominates the conversation? Nobody else can get a word in edgeways. If I'm going to sit down with somebody 
that's got more information than, than I do, smarter than I do. I want to hear what they have to say. If I'm going to sit down with the Lord of glory, I want to hear what he has to say. I'm not going to be playing on my phone. <laughs> I'm not going to sit in the presence of the king going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hold on just one second. Let me get this text done. Amen. I'm not going to sit in the presence of the king and check my eBay and check my uh, Facebook uh, marketplace and, and check my status. And, and while I'm sitting in the presence of the king, I'm not going to be here just looking and running through, uh, you know, what's the latest sports car scores and who's doing what. I'm in the house of the Lord. I'm in the presence of the king. Amen. In, 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 a, in a formal setting, they tell you don't even bring your phone to the table. Amen. Put your phone, turn it off, silence it, and put it aside. Why? Because if I'm sitting with somebody that's important to Jesus Christ, I need to make sure that I am paying the best attention and being my best self. Another etiquette is make good eye contact. Book him. Yes, Lord. I don't only hear you, I see you. I see you. Avoid that slouching. Oh, praise the Lord. My dad broke me a slouching back when I was a kid. You know how he did it? He took that big old finger of his and just poked me right in the back and said, sit up straight, son. Sit up straight. You know what? We come to our dinner table. My mom had... Dad raised five boys, and, and, and I, remember, I remember that as a boy, something that we had on Saturday, every Saturday, we had this meal. It was hamburgers and Dr. Pepper. Every Saturday, we had a hamburger and Dr. Pepper. We didn't have pop any other time. We didn't call it pop in Texas. It's known as Coke. It doesn't matter what you drink. It's all Coke. Amen. It could be a Dr. Pepper. It could be a root beer. But we didn't have anything. But every Saturday, I'm looking forward to my hamburger and some Dr. Pepper. Hallelujah. My dad would get on to us boys more at the dinner table than any other place. Straighten up. Amen. Yes, you are going to eat that. You thank your mother for what she fixed. Oh, my, I didn't even have that in my notes, but somebody need to hear it. Here's another thing. Good posture and then be engaged. Be engaged. I don't want to come into the house of the Lord. I know this is different, folks. Y'all just hang with me, but that's what I feel. I don't want to just come into the house of the Lord and my mind's wandering. I want to be engaged. I want to be engaged with the songs. I want to be engaged with the choir. I want to be engaged with what is going on. I want to be engaged with the word. Why? I just might be getting some meal from my king. He might be sharing something with me that's going to keep me. They tell us that we're supposed to keep your bags, your purses, your sunglasses, Excuse me, I got my glasses on the table because I don't have anywhere else to put them. I'm going to put them over where you can't see it. Your cell phones are not supposed to be on the table. Briefcases are not supposed to be on the table. Why? You're sitting with the king. Amen. Place your napkin in your lap. Anybody know this? this is, you, never, you didn't think you was coming to hear Martha Stewart, did you? You didn't think you was coming to hear about etiquette at the table and what you need. But, but you put your napkin in, in your lap and you leave it there until you have to wipe your face. 
Amen. You don't chew with your mouth. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. You have to be careful. And, and, and you don't put your napkin on the table until the host puts their napkin on the table. Oh, could I preach that for about an hour? When they walked into the tomb, what did they see? They saw a napkin which said, it's finished. It's done. Hallelujah. But I want to sit down with the king and I want to make sure that my, my attitude is right. I want to make sure that I have proper etiquette. It's not just somebody that I'm slouching and, 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 and eating a, 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 some chicken nuggets with. I'm going to have a feast. He speaks. I want to hear what he says. He provides the meal. I want to eat it. I want to be at dinner with the king. And the king will say, are you thirsty? Hallelujah. I've got water for you to drink. I've got your refreshment right here. Are you troubled? I've got your answer right here. Amen. There's, there's nowhere else to go. There's nothing else to do but to sit with the king. What is your attitude? Is he knocking at your door and saying, if you'll hear my voice, I'll come in and I'm going to sit with you. I want to commune with you. I want to eat with you. I want to provide for you. Stand with me, please. Jesus said, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread. From heaven. Jesus went on to say, I am the bread. I am the bread. Commune with me. Fellowship with me. He said, and I will come in and I will sup with you. We'll linger. Linger in his presence. Linger in his presence. Not with some cheap watered down version of a table. But... Lord, I want to feast with you. I hear the Savior say, come and dine. Come and dine. I've got what you need. Come and dine. Never filled with the Holy Ghost. Never have been baptized with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He says, come and dine. Come and dine. Never been buried in the lovely name of Jesus. He says, come and dine. Hallelujah. Brother Chris called the other day and said, Pastor, I was praying. I believe the Lord told me we need to get the baptistry ready. Come and dine. Come and dine. Come and dine. Hallelujah. The master calls. Come and dine. Hallelujah. I'm preaching today that I want you to change your concept of just being casual before him. But saying, I'm going to give you more of my best in Jesus' name. The altar's open. Come and dine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at Medora Church, 
www.thepurposeofthesearch.com to learn more about our ministry.